This episode may contain spoilers and might cover topics that some will find graphic or triggering. Please use discretion when listening. Hi everyone, I'm Lex. And I'm Brie. And this is What the Fantasy, an otherworldly podcast. The podcast where two 20-somethings stumble our way through our favorite fantasy books, shows, and movies. Join us as we increase our book body count, simp over fictional men, and spew other absolute nonsense, all while deep diving into new releases, the classics, and everything in between. So sit back and let the adventure begin. Howdy, partners. <laughs> Howdy. We're back, bitches. We are back and better than ever. It's After been... another less anticipated break. <laughs> I think this one was only a month. Yeah, this might come as a surprise to most of you listening, but motherhood is <laughs> harder than you think. So I have barely picked up a book in the last eight weeks. <laughs> and... Uh, for all of our listeners who don't know, I also ha- got a new baby recently, so... <laughs> yep, a brand new baby. A brand new 28-year-old baby, so <laughs> I have been very busy taking care of him as well. Um, but we're back, and it's we're never going to let it happen again. I'm going through changes. That was beautiful. Yeah, we're pretty harmonic. That, that was, was gorgeous. Kind of wild. Oh, <laughs> Next podcasting podcast doesn't work out. <laughs> shit. Yeah, shit. We got a music career. Um, well, I mean, other than the obvious, our sweet, sweet new little mascot we have. Yep. Has there been anything else going on? Have you read anything, watched anything of note? Um, I haven't read anything other than Discovery of Witches, but I have started an anime called One Piece that's like one of the most famous animes of all time, but it's a thousand episodes, or I think it's more than a thousand. Um, How long are each episodes? It's been going on since like 1995 or something like that. Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, it's like Dragon Ball Z level. It's um, way better though. It's not. It's not that lame. Um, and they're like 20 minutes long. Oh, but okay. I've been watching that pretty much religiously in, as like good background. Yeah. So it's pretty good. I never wanted to start it because I was like, who has time for a thousand episodes of anime? But it's so iconic. I've been watching a few things here and there. I watched the new Resident Evil show on Netflix. No, thank you. You're not? Okay. Well. <laughs> scary? Scary? No. I don't do, I don't do not, scary. Resident Evil isn't scary. It's like zombie. It's like gore. The Resident Evil games are scary. Well, I don't play games. They're super scary. Like, the whole point of them is, like, it's a horror game. To me, though, like, horror's, like, just... So, like, you just don't like gore. jump scares. Uh, yeah, not really. I really don't like anything with, like, demons and stuff, but jump scares I can get over. You wouldn't like being in my life, then. I'm surrounded <laughs> by demons on a daily basis. I fight them off left and right. Um... I am actually reading a pretty interesting book right now called Phantom. It's a retelling of Phantom of the Opera and it takes place in New Orleans and the main character has um, bipolar depression. I believe that's what it's called, right? Bipolar disorder? Like the one with the depression added on. Oh, yeah, I think so. BPD, right? Yes, that's bipolar. Bipolar depression. Okay. (laughs) 
I think. Well, I don't know. I don't have bipolar. She if has you know, bipolar disorder um, and, and depression. And depression, obviously. But, so it's really interesting. Um, I'm about 30% of the way through. I really like it so far. It's like Phantom of the Opera meets Mafia. So it's right up my alley. Ooh. Um, I did also, as you know, take one for the team this past week and read something that I, some would say you requested me read. Yeah. And it was called, this, um, is, this is probably one of the best. I, I, I honestly regret not doing a mini sode on it. We should have. We should. It's not too late. It is a little 32 page treasure Novella. called novella taken by the snowman and it is exactly what it sounds like <laughs> it is exactly <laughs> and, what and you, you think heard, you heard snowmen that's a, that's correct it's taken by the snowmen <laughs> because there are multiple <laughs> snowmen it is in indeed this, a reverse harem masterpiece yes um a reverse harem queen and expert brian had to do further research it is yeah um it was it was pretty good i mean if anybody has like 30 minutes Kill. Well, okay, what's it about? Tell our listeners, dear, so, dear reader. There is this witch who is tired of being lonely, so she makes this potion for the perfect man, but it does like she doesn't think it works, so she throws it out into the snow to get rid right. of it. And later she goes and lays down and takes us a nap. And later that evening, she, she sounds like a really irresponsible she witch. Just for the record, wakes up to the smell of pork roasting, and there are three snowmen in her home. One's chopping wood for the fire, one's cleaning her bathroom, and one's cooking her dinner. And those three together make her perfect man. And one of the sex scenes involved hot are involved chocolate foreplay. That somehow did not melt Mr. Snowman. Um the final scene the final page of the book went into detail about the snowman having anal sex with our queen witch. Our queen witch. Um <laughs> and there was a bad boy. Yeah, I mean, Oof. I basically just gave you the entire, so not like the entire book. That was all thirty pages. Yeah, sorry, spoilers. Yeah, spoilers ahead. Um, <laughs> I I was just trying to get into the holiday my spirit. My main question was, how did? Why were there three? Because that's if you want a reverse harem, it has to be three or more. That's the definition of a, a really? reverse harem. Okay, so it's she not just, just want, two. The author just wanted an excuse to have three snowmen. Oh, I think because like one was the protector, one cooked, like and a one provider, cleaned. and one was yeah. the caretaker or whatever. Mm -hmm. Those were her three things that she was looking for. Oh, fascinating. And sex. Brie was sending me screenshots of <laughs> from her Kindle of the like <laughs> more explicit scenes and when I tell you there were tears coming down my face, this poor, this poor author probably thought that this was like a great little read and it is the most preposterous thing I've ever, I mean, he literally, she talks about his third ball because he's a snowman. So he's made up of three balls and his Technically he's got five balls dick, because like. he does have snowballs. Yes. She goes into vivid detail, this author, <laughs> about his little snowman nuts, his little chestnuts roasting <laughs> over the open fire. Snowballs. <laughs> but how he can't have snowball balls and snowball body. They can't both be snowballs. Like Use pick your one. Imagination. <laughs> Taken by the snowman, ladies and gentlemen. Taken it up, by the snowman. Cuddle up by a fire and and give it a good old read this holiday season. It will 
change your life. Lift your spirits, to say the least. To say the least. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But we're excited to be back. Um, We won't ever leave you like that again. I know I've said that probably three times now. But we mean it this time, probably. Truly. Yeah. Kind of. We'll see. Um, Anyways... We hope that you have read your Discovery of Witches and are ready to listen to us. Honestly, we're both about two or three glasses of Prosecco in. Woo! So. My drink of choice. <laughs> Spagliato. And a groni with Prosecco. Spagli- <laughs> Damn, we have said it in the right order. Okay. <laughs> what? What's your drink of choice? Negroni. Mm, what, is, what did she say in a second? Spagliato. With Spagliato. Mm, stunning. Ooh, stunning. With Prosecco no, no, in it. Oh, Negroni. I was going to say the same thing. Spagliato. Ooh, Ooh stunning. Yeah. With, with Prosecco. Prosecco. <laughs> okay. Well, we're going to start now. Yeah, okay, we're sorry. Bye. Get back on track. <laughs> All right. So, Discovery of Witches by Deborah Harkness. Is that her last name? Yes. Um, a queen. Yeah, she. I've been is, begging Alexa to read this book for years. This girl is a detailed queen. She's a professor. Like I she. Was, okay, my biggest takeaway from this was like, holy shit, she has to be super knowledgeable to be writing all of this. The history, the science, the like, and just detail like, level of to, like the alchemy that they discuss. It's it honestly was so impressive to mm-hmm. me and i really admire that because i know that she probably didn't all ha- have all that knowledge going into it and like researched even more to make that make sure that this book was like good i think for me what pulled what pulled me into the book the first time i read it was um reading about diana's experience in oxford and like how it's so different than like a college or like even yeah. masters whatever it's so different than any sort of academia in, in the US. US. I yeah. say as if both of us didn't go to an SEC school. Right. It might be a little different at like Princeton. I personally I mean, don't know. Academia is definitely second at uh, SEC school. Um, so it was just like so interesting to me to learn about that part of like the, part of education yeah that, that like part of education i'm pretty sure my pinterest board the first after the first time i read this was just like dark academia yeah that's it yeah i, I was like how does a plus size woman dress in dark okay. academia i'm outfits? so glad you said that because <laughs> i was literally like the whole like two weeks ish two to three weeks that i was reading this book i was obsessed with wearing like layers of sweaters and my hair up in a messy bun but like in an elegant way and I was like she wore hella black turtlenecks yes <laughs> turtlenecks with a sweater pulled over a very like Princess Diana moment mm-hmm. and I was like I love this style and then I thought about it and I was like holy shit I'm doing it again I'm becoming the character of the book that I'm reading I'm accidentally becoming dark academia because of Diana <laughs> well never mind that's gonna spoil book two I'm not gonna say anything okay I don't <laughs> Get your corset Queen ready. Almost spoiling. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Well, if you read book one, which you should have if you are listening to this, then you know that they're like taking a big old massive step back in time. Just a little hop, skip, and jump. So yeah, I don't I don't think I'm gonna be able to embody that time mm-hmm. period. That yeah, I'm gonna say to. no. I'm gonna say no. What is it like fifteen something or eighteen something? Fifteen eighty three. Fifteen eighty three. I completely yeah. made that number up. I just know it's in the fifteen hundreds. Okay, 1500s. it's in the fifteen hundreds. <laughs> All we know is that they have to worry about the black plague because she got like a 
15, Typh- 15 yeah. different like freaking immunizations before they went back Matthew Claremont is not an anti-vaxxer. No, Matthew Claremont is also like a... What do they call it when you're like worry about everything? Like not a worry word. I was but like worry word. Yeah. Uh, hypochondriac. Yeah, hypochondriac. He's a total hypochondriac. He's kind of a dick but too. That was. But that's just yeah. my personal opinion. I could go into detail about that, but I could go I into d- heavy detail, and, and I, I will. will. <laughs> but that was one of the detail things that I enjoyed about this. Is like I don't think there's any other book that would spend the time going. Well, here are all the vaccines that you have to have in order to go back in time. Like the reader, that's probably, so true. Yeah, the reader would probably just be like, "Well, wait, wasn't that the time period where the Black Plague was like rampant? Like this is some weird. might say that about twenty twenty to now. True, so true. Who yeah, are we to judge. So I that was one of the most impressive pieces of this book was just like she didn't skip over anything mm-hmm. that the reader might go, "Well, that doesn't work," or "How would that work?" There are no room for plot holes. She is not a plot hole queen. No, like our, she is not. The like word, of the, the, word of, the, of the pod is queen. We've used it like 20 <laughs> times already. Shout out to Prosecco. Girls love girls. <laughs> girls love girls. Girl power. Um, I don't know if you... Have you ever listened to Eliza Slyzinger? No. Oh my God. She's my favorite comedian. She's hilarious. And she just came out with a new Netflix special where she talks about um, what she calls glitter speak. And it's like how girls dumb down their language to hype up other girls so they'll be like you go off boss bitch like go off because a boss is not enough you also have to be a bitch about it like like all of the swag that you can buy pencil bags and tote bags and all the things that say like sassy talk like that like go off sister twerk it stuff like that one of my um, biggest flaws in life is that instead of calling people sis or sister, I say brother or brethren. Mm. I use that a lot. I think That's I'm Hulk Hogan. <laughs> I think Hulk Hogan was just really instilled in me. Sorry. Get back on track. Sorry. Um, how did you feel about our, our queen, Deb's, use, our switch between anytime, you know, Diana would be... Uh, she switches from first person for Diana to third person limited for Matthew and like Marcus or and Hamish. Yeah, I hate it. I I that really drove me crazy because Don't get I me was wrong. like I love um, alternating POVs same, and romance. Same. However, but be consistent be about it because you know you would go from a chapter with Diana being first person. Yeah, and then like for instance, whenever um, Matthew was in Scotland with Hamish. Yeah, like. I never knew whose point of view in that one chapter we were in. Me either. It was, like, it was, like, a weird gray area between Matthew and Hamish's. Like, I guess because they're technically both third person that you're not in either of their point of view, but I don't... But it just got too confusing, and I think that it was... Um, I just think that it could have been better written. Like, I, th- I she did that, and then she was Diana's point of view for, like... 90% of the rest of the book. Right. And I was kind of going, are we going to go back to a new POV? Mm-hmm. Like a different POV? Was that just like a one-off thing? Like it just kind of felt like it was misplaced. Yeah. I hated that. Yeah. Um, I have a little game I want to play before we get too much into the plot. Let's go. Okay. I'm going to give you a celebrity. Okay. And you're going to tell me whether you think they'd be a demon, human, vampire, or witch. I love this game. Okay. okay. Taylor Swift. Uh, ooh. 
I kind of want to say a demon. I think so. She's very creative. Yeah. Um, Chris Pratt. A demon. I'd say human. I don't fuck with Chris Pratt. Oh, oh I problem. thought you meant like witch, demon, or vampire. No, okay, human okay. is also included. Okay, no, Chris Pratt is definitely a human. Okay. He's too much of a goofball and too oblivious of other things. Correct. But I could, I, I could see demon. him. I could see him as a demon. Um, Chris Evans. A vampire. No, I don't know. He's like a golden retriever, so probably a human. I could see him. Yeah, okay. Um, Cher. A witch. Really? Yeah. I would say vampire because that bitch oh. has not aged since the 70s. That's a good point. I was going to say she carries this like bad bitch energy about herself mm-hmm. where she's like, I don't know. She kind of carries herself like how I sort of see like M or Sarah in the book carrying themselves. Okay. But I could totally see her also as being um, like Matthew's mom. What's her name again? Yisbo. Yeah. Is that how you say Yisbo? Yisbo. Yisbo. I think. Okay. That's how they said it in the show. There's a show on this? Yeah, I'm g- we're playing another game later. Okay, okay. Cool. Um, and one last one. Barbara Walters. Who's <laughs> Barbara Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Is she a singer or something? No, she's, like, a very famous, like, um, a, a journalist. Oh. That's weird. I feel like I should know who that is. Yeah. You've definitely <laughs> seen her interview a famous person. She died in okay. 2016. Right. R.I.P. and peace, my queen. Okay. What was- would you be? What would I be? Yeah. Or what do you think I would be? And I'll tell you what you sh- you would be. I think that you'd be a demon. You're okay. very scatterbrained. Yeah. And creative. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I'd be a demon. You'd be a witch. I think I'd be a witch. Yeah. <laughs> You're very academic and very like on top of it, very organized. I can be organized when I want to be. I love lists. I, I'm, I'm a list maker through and through. If I don't have a list, it's not getting done. I got an ipad for my birthday so that i could make lists see that's all i use it for i like to i like everything handwritten okay demon yep and like in straight up calligraphy most likely well don't look at my christmas card envelopes (laughs) (laughs) am i getting a christmas card yeah that's so sweet um Um, yeah i thought the book overall um just like high level thoughts i thought it was really good the build-up was really really long Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think that the payoff was there because the buildup had a lot of really important content in it that later became obviously pivotal to the plot, but it did take a long time to get there. Like, Matthew followed her for like 500 pages. And I was like, okay, we <laughs> get it. She's rowing. 500 and then, pages? Yeah, it's like 630. Okay, got it. That's fair. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's it's very detailed and it's very much of a buildup, but... The reward in the next two books is really going to pay off because, yeah, I, think so. I mean, it's insane. I love this series. I've I can tell it's like <laughs> withering away in front of us. This isn't even butt. my worst one. The second one, it's like in three solid different pieces. I have to oh like my, hold you it together go with get the a cover. New one. No, I don't. <laughs> leave leave them alone. Um, and a few things that I wanted to touch on, which I thought were pretty interesting, because this um series is set in oxford at least for now yeah um so in case you didn't know oxford university is the oldest university in the english-speaking world i did not know that that's yes. pretty cool and then we know that diana spends a significant amount of time i would say the first 500 pages probably mm-hmm. um in the bodleian bodleian yeah library. i was calling it the bodleian bodleian and that is one of the oldest libraries in britain which makes sense as to why like ashmole 
What is it? 782. 782. And then specifically, the Duke Humphreys reading room is the oldest reading room in the Bodleian. Cool. So just a lot of like significant historical facts. I know. Um, I know it's not like this at all, but all I could picture was like our college library, Hodges. Absolutely not. I know. It's going to be like. I pictured a lot of grandeur and busks. Yeah. I mean, it's. I knew that it was like that, and I tried to like re like remake the picture in my head every time that she like gave a physical description of the library but i picture a lot of just like floor to ceiling like windows like arches yeah and like like really gothic yeah for sure um so also kind of like how oxford and the bodleian are you know real world um the manuscript actual 782 is real I had a feeling that yeah. that was true. So Elias Ashmole was born in 1617. He was a British historian, astrologer, alchemist, and one of the founding fellows of the Royal Society, cool. which Matthew Claremont is a member of in the book. Yeah. Um, and then so he amassed a large collection of antiquities and bequeathed them to the University of Oxford. And Ashmole 782 is a real genuine manuscript currently missing from the Bodleian. It really is it missing. It really is missing. No way. Yep. That's mm-hmm. cool. Okay, that's yep. a really cool detail. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that, that was just, like, super cool. That was some of my little background research I, feel like I did. that makes me think that, like, old this is Debbie. This all real. Old Debbie was, like... She's a vampire, and she's she, writing Yeah, her she history. found out that it was missing, and she was like, I feel like that could be really cool, because if that book really does contain information about the Philosopher's Stone then that would make a perfect, like, I mean, it really Somebody would be... tell Voldemort. Yeah. Super cool. Mm-hmm. I love that, that it's actually missing. That's yeah, fascinating. I didn't even know it was real, like, the other four times I've read this, or the other three times I've read this book, and yeah. now I know it's real and it's missing, so I'm going to keep my eye out for it. Don't Look worry. at you, our research queen. Research queen! <laughs> I also think it's super interesting are just cool that um another little tidbit of real life history that queen deb brought in is diana's lineage i mean she's straight up related to bridget bishop who makes an appearance trials yeah she makes an appearance at the end of the book um from the salem witch trials and her father's a proctor like i saw a goody proctor with the devil yeah um is that real life or is that a book and that's I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but I know Proctor. Um, the, for the Proctor witches. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm so itching to know what actually happened to her parents because it's... I mean, they make it very abundantly clear that demons, witches, and vampires do not get along. They do not, like, interact if they don't have to. They should not be around each other because it draws human attention, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but there's obviously some sort of, like... Like, they're working together. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I wonder, like, how true that really is if they, like, just spread this this lie to, like, the common, um, like, the majority of the vampires and the, the witches and the demons so that they don't draw attention when in reality there's, like, a whole society behind the the curtain that's, like, controlling what they consume and how they relate to each other and stuff in order to keep a d- certain level of divisiveness between all the species on purpose. So the congregation. Yes, the congregation. That's what I was trying to say. Like, 
But do they do that on purpose? Do they... I think that it genuinely started because, I mean, even whenever they're all just, like, in the reading room, like, yeah. humans notice when they, like, are even, they're like, all speaking together. to each other. Yeah. Which I think is just, like, interesting. I could, I've never read that in another book about how, like... The muggle population noticing. Yeah, just, like, looking at them, like, and the power they, like, exude, like, makes them, like, know that they're different. Like, yeah. Or- like, I feel like as a human, you would look at somebody in real life and go, like, I don't know, they just have the, this, like, they like, just, je ne sais quoi. Like, I don't know. Something about, about them. Me. Yeah, people definitely look at me and say, that girl is... She's, she's got something she's going got it. on. I don't know what it is, but she but got it. She got it, and I want it. Um... But I, I wonder what sort of history lies there with them. Like, do they not want, like, the species to engage for other reasons? Like, why is it so important that humans don't know about them? Like, I know that, that they kind of address noise. that and say humans, you know, wouldn't be able to handle the truth. They kind of know. Like, in the history books, you see stuff about witches and demons and um, the like. But th- that can't really be true that that's why they don't want all of them engaging together because humans would eventually have to come to terms with the fact that all these other species existed you know like it's not like the world would implode if they knew for sure they would be hunted down though i don't know i don't remember exactly if they go into that um it does dig a little deeper in the future books um about the animosity between species not even that but like why exactly the um covenant is that what it's called the covenant was yeah the covenant was created in the first place yeah so we will get that because we know never mind i'm gonna stop talking yeah Um, don't (laughs) you we need to read something that you've never read or watch something that you've never watched because as great of context as it is you're always like wait i can't see that <laughs> which <laughs> mostly give which half the time gives it away true <laughs> um in case our readers were wondering alexa and i are currently laying in bed staring into each, each other's eyes, eyes. <laughs> romantically we recorded my guest bedroom which is a finished garage I call it the pod lab. It's the pod lab, and it has a creepy door leading to our carport, my laundry room. Just go ahead and give them the blueprint of a your house, desk please. with my books in the background and a queen-size bed where me and my queen, Brienne, are currently laying and recording. <laughs> oh, man. It's the pod lab, um. and it's a vibe. I know you said that you would personally be a demon and I would be a witch, but if I were to read you a list of all of Diana's um, markers that she got for witch powers, would you tell me which one you would rather have? Yeah. Okay. She has the genetic markers that indicate she would have precognition, precognition, Mm -hmm. flight, talking to the dead, telekinesis spell casting mind reading as well as elemental markers for earth air water and fire which is like the witch water and yes. witch fire and all that right mm-hmm. huh. i gotta go with i think telekinesis being able okay. to you know talk to other minds without mm. 
you know, without saying anything out loud, I feel like would be pretty cool. Yeah. What would fair. you pick? Um, probably maybe full. Flight is very. I hate driving personally. Um, <laughs> flight I would hate, be convenient. I hate walking. So yeah. I think the flight would be pretty cool. I would not want to read. I would not want to be a mind reader. One thing I always struggle with with books. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be either. Um, one thing I always struggle with with books when characters can fly is what do they look like when they fly? Like when Satu, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but when Satu like just scooped her up, I was like, well, how is she? Is she horizontal? Is she on a broom? Like, no, how she is she flying? Grabs she her under like? the pits. Yeah, but then are they both just dangling? Is so, just Diana dangling? Like, it's such a weird visual. I always struggle with it. Uh, oh, wait, that's very. I was about to say, because vampires don't actually fly in this series. No people think that they fly but really they're just moving so fast it looks that they fly yeah um and all i could think of was edward cullen dashing through the forest did you see the tiktok i sent you where somebody overdubbed it with that filter on tiktok yes (laughs) (laughs) the one the voice the voice changer that everyone's using it's the best this is the skin of a killer bella (laughs) (laughs) say it say it out loud it kills me. I love Speaking that voice of changer. Twilight, I know I say this about literally every single thing we read and watch, but like Matthew, this was definitely like sh- Queen Deb read Twilight. Matthew oh, yeah. is a- an older Edward. Yeah, she's he, she definitely. Like, at one point, I'm pretty sure he says the quote, "I would rather kill you myself than watch someone else hurt you." Yeah, I think Edward has that tattooed on his back. Wait, really? I mean, no, but... But he basically does. But basically. Yeah. Or maybe that's just, like, something that we should know as, like, fantasy readers that's just, like, common for vampire lore. I don't know. But I think that vampire lore came from Edward. I think that's where it started. Probably. I think that's where all vampire lore started was with Twilight. You would think that. You would You would 100% believe no vampires existed you before You literally Edward named Cullen. your child after Twilight. I don't want to talk <laughs> about it. this. Um... I let's talk about Mr. Matthew for a minute. I don't want to. I hate um, him. I really didn't like visualizing him doing yoga. I <laughs> I don't know why, but it gave me the ick big time, like big ick. Big no, ick thank energy. you. Okay, um, before we talk about the characters, I wanted to do this thing okay. where I show you a picture. Do you want to see what they looked like on the show? Uh, is it good or bad? It's horrible. Okay, then yeah. Okay. Okay. If it was just gonna be like, eh, it's up to you. No, they're every. Um, Diana is great. Great casting. She is the only person that I think they casted correctly. Okay. Okay. Are you ready for this? Yeah. I'm about to go through the list of the cast. Oh God. That is Diana. Okay. I think that's good. That's That's really good. She looks a little more like sunken in in the face than I imagined, but she's, yeah, I think that's a pretty good cast. Well, that's where it ends because that is is Matthew. (laughs) That's a corpse. That's a corpse. I'm thinking that's the same corpse that played King Viserys. That's not Matthew de Okay. No. That no. is Matthew. No. He's not, not even the worst, so buckle up, He's Buttercup. He's not the worst. Oh, you what? don't know him Who? yet. You okay. don't know him yet. This is Marcus. I'm pretty sure Marcus is supposed to be blonde-haired with blue he is, eyes. He is supposed to be blonde with blue eyes. Well, that's Marcus. And I pictured him being about that age, but that guy is... 
giving me really bad vibes. Just super creepy. Yeah. I don't like that at all. That's sad too. Okay, I can see that. But she's supposed to be Scandinavian, which means blonde. Okay, moving on. Miriam. Miriam's super hot in the show. I can see it. I can see her as Miriam. I picture Miriam kind of giving off um, uh, Amarin vibes. That's fair. Um, That's Baldwin. No. <laughs> okay. Because Baldwin, to me, does not look like a middle-aged man. Okay, here's my biggest... I'm going to talk about this when we get to Yeezbo. So hold that thought. This is Peter Knox. That's oh, okay. Okay, okay. Not horrible. Um, That's Sarah. That's pretty good. No. Okay, I could see it. That's not how I pictured her, but yeah. She looks a little too homely. Jabert. 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 What? Gerbert. Oh, Gerbert. <laughs> Wait. Gerbert. Gerbert. Is that how you're supposed to say it? Gerbert. I was calling him Gerber the whole time <laughs> in my head. Gerber baby. No. Yeah. It's Gerbert. Okay, I actually think that's a good cast. Yeah, that's, that's how I saw him. Um, this is Yizbo. Yizbo's supposed to look like she's like 21. Yeah, what? Yeah. They casted her as older, so I guess that it would be more obvious that she's Matthew's mother, but she's literally supposed to be like... Look. Okay, but still, she didn't have to be that old. Yeah, she's fucking ancient. I mean, that's a beautiful older woman. She is but beautiful, but that she's is old. not what he's supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. You don't know him yet. You don't know her yet. Don't know him yet. That's Domenico. Not okay, horrible. I thought that was a good cast. Um, that kind of looks like the guy who plays um, Vilgefortz in The Witcher. Oh yeah, that's true. This is Agatha. Not horrible, but like I feel like it describes her as a lot younger than this. Yeah. Um, and then that's Nathan, her son. Not how I pictured him at all. And Sophie. No, uh, okay, I pic- pretty much pictured her yeah. like that. Just like a very regular that's looking person. Hamish. No! He looks like Chrisley. <laughs> no! <laughs> that's not what Hamish is supposed to look like. And that's all of them. Um, oh yeah, God. so if you have not watched the show, I highly suggest you go. Um, Where do you watch it? It is so I literally paid for a subscription to an Amazon Prime channel called Shutter because it's mm. on Sundance. Is that what it's called? I don't know. Suns- Sundance. No, it's not Sundance Films. Um, it's well, the thing is, it was only on in like Europe, so like it's not on like interesting U.S. television. How popular is this series? It was three seasons, four seasons. No, I'm like the, the only person I know who's ever watched it. But who's ever read, like, I, I've, I never heard of this series until you told me about it. I may be the only person in the U.S., the continental U.S., who has read it, so oh I don't know. Oh my god, girl, you are just such a trailblazer. <laughs> That's what I hear a lot. <laughs> You'd be amazed at how many times a week people tell me that. Wow, just blazing trails, just left and right. Out here blazing. That's a pretty terrible cast. <laughs> blazing um, trails. For the most it, part. The show sucks, it's horrible. Nobody watched watch all of it anyways. Yes. Okay, of Beginning course. Beginning to end. That's so unbrained for you. You're like, <laughs> it, it was horrible. I loved it. It's No, I didn't so love it. it. I knew after season one it was god-awful, but yeah. I went back every season for more. Um, I just really like Teresa Palmer, who played Diana. Yeah. Um, so I feel I, like that was a pretty good cast. I gave her the benefit of the doubt. Um, the rest of them, Matthew, I mean, did they just, like, run out of, of men in... <laughs> the uk to cast like oh my god he's not i'm really sorry to the actor that played him but god it's not that's not matthew he's not that ugly 
That man literally looked like a corpse. I get that they're trying to go with the whole vampires are pale and like slender and dark haired look, but like, geez. That was straight up slender man. Deborah described Matthew at times to the point where I was like, physical perfection, I'm pretty sure is how she described him. Yeah. Like, she used the, I'm pretty sure she used the phrase physical perfection. Yeah, I think she does too. I'll like, tell you when exactly she, how when, she describes him. Uh, when Diana first meets him, but. There are times where Diana's like looking at him and Diana's internal monologue is like, he was so white. He almost looked like he was dead. And I was like, okay, that does, that's making it hard for me to see how attractive he is. <laughs> when she's like talking about just how white his skin is, I'm like, okay, chill out a little bit. This is making me think he looks sickly. Oh, I thought I had a quote highlighted about like how perfect he was but i don't see it is all souls a real thing yes okay so this that's just like another like masterful plot piece on her on her behalf i guess yes 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 and i believe like the essays that the two fellows have to write each year are a real thing that's cool i feel like I don't know. I mean, I, I know that she does talk about this a little bit, but with the, the vampires being so rich, so old, so smart and successful, all, pretty much all of them, like the older vampire families, like the Declaremonts, I'm like, how really does nobody know who you are? Like, nobody, no humans know? Come on. Yeah, no, that's fair because hadn't Matthew said that he'd been in like four of the seven Oxford colleges? Yeah, some, like in the last like two hundred years or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, his pictures have got to be in some yearbook here or there. Yeah, um, but I think that you also need to remember that the Declaremonts are a very special brand of vampires. They're like like the oldest of the old, the oldest of the old, and like Philippe was like a god. How did he die again? Um, he was tortured by the Nazis during World War II. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it's, it has something to do with witches, too, because that's why Isbo well, hates witches so much. Okay, well... I have a lot to say right now that I can't say. <sighs> okay. Philippe's death is very complicated. Okay. And we'll, so get, I assume we'll come we'll further back to address this. Very much so. Um, I feel like... Matthew fell in love with her so fast. Like before That's a vampire else, thing, man. I guess so, yeah. Um when you live for thousands of years. Yeah, when you live for yeah, when you live for thousands of years, you know what you like and you don't I like. I do and, think it's interesting that this is one of the first vampire um books that I've read where they talk about the vampires like past love. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this man was straight was up married and had ch- uh, children, a child. Yeah. His secret keeping really drove me crazy. I was like, okay, dude, like, <laughs> how many times are you going to have to learn this lesson? Like, she's either going to find it out or it's going to bite you in the ass that she doesn't know. Like, mm-hmm. tell her things that you, that you need to tell her. Like, it just drove me crazy. Um, I do think that his like when she says things like he swore in French I'm like that's fucking hot <laughs> that's hot DST DST um the whole French theme for him was very attractive French th- oh just like, like that he's French <laughs> and his whole family's French even though they're not really French 
And so, sometimes she'll he'll like talk and then she'll be like his friend. He sounded super French when he said this. Mm. And I'm like, that's so interesting that like his accents have probably evolved over time. You know, well, he's he's French. His family is not. They moved there. But he was born in that village. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. And born, raised, and then, and then built that castle. Rebuilt with his bare hands. With his, that's that's hot. Yeah, that's and he built the behind. like neighboring village or whatever wherever Satu took um, mm-hmm. Diana, which I feel like that could have been done a little bit better. I feel like they found her so quickly. I was, it was like one chapter. She was gone like maybe two chapter stops. Yeah, I was like, okay, did, like really, you found her that fast? Without any trace or idea of where she could have gone, you know? I don't know. Maybe I'm being picky. Yeah, how did they put together that that's where she was? Well, they basically figured out that Gerbert... Gerbert? (laughs) Gerbert had a place in, um, like, another village further away. And they were like, well, what landmarks are between here and there? And there was one place that Matthew had also built. So they knew that Gerbert baby had yeah gerber baby had taken her gerber somewhere baby well they suspected her. him at least okay um, they just didn't suspect that a witch be working with him yeah because that doesn't happen clearly because yeah. that's not exactly what they were doing some of that torture that she was subjected to like i was like this is almost hard to read yeah it was crazy the like cutting of open like cutting her open basically yeah over and over and sarah was like you don't do that to a living being yeah the spellbound like reveal that she was spellbound really like shook me that Mm -hmm. was such a good reveal Mm -hmm. and just like something i totally didn't see coming because and the fact that m knew and kept it from sarah for 20 something years crazy wild crazy um loved it and i can't wait to see and learn like more about her parents deaths and their lives and history in general i mean the spellbound thing i was like this is why i read like to be like shocked like this i Mm -hmm. love that stuff yeah i loved that another thing that i i liked the play on words of using the actual word of spellbound yeah because i think that it's very interesting that you have her being you know for the fur for the last I don't know how old is she like thirty last like twenty twenty five years of her life yeah she was spell bound she was bound by the spell that her parents put on her to hide her magic mm-hmm. but now that that spell is being broken she the um wording that Queen Deb uses whenever she talks about Diana's relationship with Matthew is like she feels like a chain wrapping around herself yeah and so like it's almost like she's trading one binding in for another another, which kind of sucks because like she's never really just like gonna be free totally free with freedom yeah but I love that I love those little plays but the second binding is more of like a choice yeah it's a choice and it's a good thing Mm -hmm. you know like she has somebody that is going to love and protect her at all costs, but... Speaking of loving and protecting her, question for you. Mm-hmm. For you. Um, whenever Diana and Matthew, whenever they get back from... No, I think this was before Gerbert kidnapped her. Um, whenever they mate and they like lay in bed, but Matthew's like, no, we ain't fucking... Yeah, that was the we night before, I think. are going to do some traditional bundling. 
Yeah. Was the first thing that went through your mind soaking? Yes! Mormon soaking! That is exactly what I thought. I was like, okay, so who's gonna come over here and like jump on the bed (laughs) for them? Who's Who's their jumper? What is... I'm so glad. Marty. Marthy. Marthy? Marthy would come and jump for them. Oh my god, she totally would. She's such a clutch girl. How about Marthy being brewing up the contraceptive tea this whole time? Yeah, um, sneaky witch. I love her. Sneaky vamp, whatever. Mm. Um, I loved her from the get-go. She's so like motherly she reminded me of the maid from um she has like red hair she wears like a blue and white uniform i cannot remember what what? she's from i can't it's a show it's like an older show i'll never know i don't know a maid yeah she plays a maid but she's like very sassy i'll have to think on it bigger with like red hair chubby cheeks i don't know well it'll come to you yeah um yeah, I totally thought of soaking and I didn't I didn't write any notes about it because I was like, that's just my like TikTok obsessed brain. No one's gonna get that. <laughs> I was just like, I'm just gonna move on. But I actually really did like his um I mean, maybe not as long as he's like trying to force her to do that for, her, but like I thought that it was sweet that he was like, No, this is how we do things. Like you just get comfortable with, with each other first. Which I thought that was cool. Yeah. Thought that was unique. That's but hurry up and get, take your clothes off, like, for realsies now, okay? Not if you look like TV show adaptation. We don't, no, we, we don't, don't want to see that. skin and bones. We want muscular Matthew. We want a muscular back. Yeah, Daddy de Clermont. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I kind of want to jump to around the um, end of the book whenever Miriam shows up in New York and starts talking. They start talking about... Um, Diana's DNA and all of the everything that stems from that basically Mm -hmm. Um, so we find out that Diana is a chimera so that just means that she has she possess her cells possess um, two or more different genetic profiles and Marcus thinks that Rebecca had the had vanishing twin syndrome which basically means that Diana had a male twin who died early during the pregnancy and she just absorbed absorbed all of his nutrients and stuff yes um but for witches that also means that she absorbed his powers so that's why she She has has so much powers because she has not only hers but also her twin brothers would have been twins yes um and they think that rebecca knew this um because diana was born on the goddess's feast day and rebecca named her after diana Mm -hmm. um like the goddess yes because the goddess diana was twins with apollo oh that's right yeah Mm -hmm. they do talk about that um and then so miriam believes that this that because of this and because of her being a chimera is the reason that mixed unions like Diana and Matthews could lead to children. Mm-hmm. Um, because they say, the quote is, cross-species breeding is the next revolutionary step. Yeah. and mm-hmm. But the... No, it's not called the council. What's it called? The um, congregation. Congregation wants to prevent that. Because that would be one hella powerful creature. Yeah. That's what I mean, everybody's that so sense. scared of. Um, so Diana's test shows she is a descendant of an unknown female lineage, which possibly could be Lilith, 
Don't know if any of our OG fans are here remember to remember our Lilith, Lilith, discussion. Lilith discussion. Lilith. Um, I actually had this discussion over Thanksgiving weekend with my mom. Oh, really? She was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I was like, maybe if you would have taken me to church more as a child, I would have known that Lilith Sherry, wasn't Adam's first do wife. Do not let her blame you for this stuff. Who? <laughs> Who else? Um, yeah, our OG listeners our know OG that. Our OG listeners know. That, um, Eve, that Lilith is not actually in the Bible. <laughs> She's in the Torah, I think. I don't know. I've never read the Torah. Couldn't, couldn't tell you. Anyways, in this universe, though, Lilith um, was the first witch. She was known as the goddess of the moon and the mate of Samael, the angel of death. Yeah. And any of our OG listeners remember my dumbass not knowing Samael or Sam, however, however the F you say it, from the kingdom of the wicked. I was like, I don't know how you say his first name. <laughs> I think this is actually the same conversation as Lilith. (laughs) (laughs) What goes around comes around. Yeah. Anyways, so their union produced children. So um, that's another reason that they think that Matthew and, because, you know, Matthew, angel of death, being a vampire, Diana being a descendant of Lilith producing children however Matthew thinks that it's super dangerous for her to have children and worries about losing them like he did Lucas um so Diana basically agrees to take contraceptives but thinks having children is meant to be because why else would all of this be leading to yeah somewhere um there was something else let's see it comes from the Page. Whenever they finally get the page of, oh, of the Ashmole. Ashmole. I believe that's a few chapters back. Hold on. Let me find this. Um. Yes, 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 yes. Cool little notes you got over there. Thank you. Um. So, whenever they get. Ashmole 782, the illustration shows the chemical wedding of mercury and silver, Mm -hmm. and it is portrayed as a golden-haired woman marrying a pale, dark-haired husband, while people and animals, including a wolf and a unicorn, look on. Um, The woman wears Matthew's crest of stars. uh, I want to know Crest of star and crescent moon, um, which, if you remember, Diana now has engraved engraved on her back. back. Shout out Zatu. Shout out Satu. So basically, everybody thinks that this is literally a painting of Diana and Matthew. Yeah. Um, and so... So does that that mean that their offspring would be, like, the, like the champion of death, basically? Because, I mean, if, if we take other lore into account for what the Philosopher's Stone means, the Philosopher's Stone means you remain young forever, right? So... Um, I don't know. I just don't know. We haven't gotten that far yet. Okay. Um, yeah. So then whenever you go to the next chapter, chapter 35, um, this is whenever Marcus and Miriam arrive. At the house. Or at the house. Um, and they I love all, how, like. I'm skipping around a little. I'm sorry. That's okay. I just love how every 
creature who previously like hated so much all the other creatures all of a sudden has to just accept them and then they just love them. Jay chilling. Like all, all the, the like immediately I feel like mm-hmm. Miriam got along with Sarah and you know like it like they were so ingrained to hate these people but it literally took like two pages for them to become friends. Fair. <laughs> Fair. Um, anyways, so Marcus and Miriam agree that the illustration is a picture of Diana and Matthew in the um, alchemical step of conjunctial. And then Marcus very uncomfortably says that their news could wait till tomorrow. But Miriam asks Diana what comes after marriage, which I think is so funny because Diana replies that conceptio, which is conception, obviously come next, comes next. And then she faints. Yeah. <laughs> Dramatic. Yeah. Dramatic. So the alchemical way to create the philosopher's stone you go conjunctio conceptio and then i don't know what the last one is i don't know i guess we'll find out in book two when was the last time you read these like last uh probably 2020 two years ago okay so it's been a minute i don't i like remember very high level that's about it though um yeah, so I just think that all of that coming together, wrapping up nicely, was very yeah interesting. I think um, I think the next book or two books will be much more um, like suspense and intense, suspenseful and intense, like um, more akin to the type of reading that we had when um, Matthew was pretty much dying. Um, yeah that was super super interesting by the way just this girl coming out of nowhere being like you should have loved me forever it's crazy bitch (laughs) and matthew being like i knew they were gonna stick her on me like again stop keeping secrets from diana (laughs) you she could have probably been spared from this if you hadn't just decided she didn't need to know yeah um matthew and his secrets can't live with them can't live without them true oh another i didn't i'm just putting all this together in my head as we speak um another funny thing about pinting at diana i'm sorry you just don't look comfortable right now this is a very comfortable <laughs> position i don't Bray's know what you're upper talking half about. of the body of her body is laying on the bed and her knees are pointing down towards the floor but her Knees to her toes are lined up against the wall. It is the weirdest position I've ever seen anyone lay in. <laughs> Can I just talk about my point now? Yes, get back um, to it. Diana, like the Roman goddess, she was the goddess of the hunt, the moon, fertility, children, and childbirth. Yep. So, so she bringing have that back up. Hella babies up in this bee. Hella, hella, hella. Um, yeah, so. I liked it. It was a a really good um, book. Like I said, the, like, uh, lead-in was really long. Um, It was kind of hard to, like, initially get into. But once I was in, loved it. Mm -hmm. Um, I grew attached to the characters. uh, And I can't wait to see what happens when they hit up the year 1582 or whatever it is. Hopefully no one catches the plague. Yeah, I can't remember what year it is that they go into. It's 1500-something. It's definitely 1500-something. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that you liked it. Yeah. 
I've been begging you to read this for so long. I'm glad we finally got to I it. I know. I did it. I finally did it. You're the third person I forced to read the series. And every, everybody else is... You sound thin. like me force-feeding Akatar to people. That's different. That's... I've made, I think now, four friends read it. And... Did Cullen ever read it? No. I'm about to go fist fight this man. Let's I'm sorry if your him. baby is asleep on his chest, but Let's go she might catch him bell. right after this. Perfect. And we will be sure to do an episode with him after he's read it because I also want to reread it. Like I have that kind of time. But anyways, <laughs> um, now that I am not no longer with child, hopefully I'll be drunk for more of these. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for listening to this week's episode of What the Fantasy. We're excited to be coming back to you on a weekly basis. And don't forget to follow us on social media at What the Fantasy Pod on TikTok and Instagram. And rate us five stars wherever you are listening. Give us a good review. Um, five stars only. Five you know stars only. If you give us a bad review, we will I will find come you. to your house. We will find you. I have hella detective skills. I will find where you live. Yeah, I myself could pretty much track you down instantly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. And remember, bundling is better than soaking. Okay, okay bye. bye.